0: And open our hearts and our minds that we truly receive what you have for us today, tonight, Lord God. In, us, in our study, and I pray also, Lord God, for Sunday, that Amen. You, you would meet with us, Lord God. Amen. And God is a, through the Holy Spirit. And Lord, again, I ask you, if anybody steps in this building. It's not saying Sunday would be the day of salvation. Amen. I back and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, we are <clears throat> we are going to land this plane tonight, maybe. Uh, this is more than likely the last lesson on the life of joseph we've been talking about how he is the life or his life is a type of christ and so we are going to study that tonight i've got a few points here there are a lot a few other ones um, that i was studying out but these are the ones i just wanted to share with you tonight about him being the type of christ and if you praying for me i'm not exactly for sure what we're going to do next, but, uh, but just praying, uh, Lord show me that, and uh, looking forward to that. So we're going to start here in Genesis chapter 41, Genesis chapter 41, and uh, we're going to talk about how Joseph is the type of Christ. You know, as we get ready to end this, it's, it's uh, we've been going at this for a while. We've been we've been talking about it for a while, and I don't know. It's probably been I don't know eight months. I don't know. It's been a while. I, it's been a while. Um, going through the life of Joseph, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed our study. I've enjoyed our our uh, looking at Joseph's life because he is and was a uh, a great individual, someone who showed great forgiveness and. You know, when a lot of people didn't deserve it, his brothers didn't deserve it, and yet, you know, they did, and I'm, what a great example for us. Anyway, so let's go here. Number one, his predictions were never wrong. Well, if you would say a prediction, maybe a, a, a prophecy was never wrong, number one, uh, as you look through the scriptures, there's uh, just a lot of scriptures to mention, so I didn't write any scriptures down, but. You know, you go back all the way to the beginning when he first had a dream. He had a dream about his brothers bound down to him. Then he had uh, he prophesied the dream of his of the uh, the baker and the butler, and it came and it came to pass. And then uh, he had I mean, just and then uh, Pharaoh's dream he interpreted. What happened to his prediction that came true? What happened to his prophecy that came true? The same can be said about the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything the Lord has said that will happen has happened, and it it has been fulfilled. Everything that he has said has happened. You say not, I mean, not everything he has said has come to pass, but everything that he he has said will come to pass. You know, there have been a lot of Bible prophecies given that are, that have been fulfilled or have been uh, done, but there are still some yet to come. Revelation, you know, Uh, Revelation is yet to come. Revelation is yet to be fulfilled. The, The words of Christ. The words of Christ. So number one, his predictions were never wrong. Number two, he was given a change of raiment. In Genesis chapter number 41 and verse number 14, the Bible says, and this was, Joseph was being taken out of prison and brought before Pharaoh. He gave him a change of raiment. In chapter forty-one, verse fourteen, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And he shaved himself and changed his raiment and came unto Pharaoh. You'll notice in this text that he changed his clothes because he was in uh, he was in prison clothes. Uh, I don't know how often they gave him a change of clothes. It's not like today that they would wash his clothes or they probably in prison nowadays they, they give them new clothes all, or not clothes but just their uniforms all the time or clean their uniforms. And I, I just in my opinion or I would assume that they did not do that for Joseph. you know that he had one pair of clothes if they wore off maybe they'd give him a new set I don't know but to think about he had been in prison for years and he comes out of prison and he gets a new raiment. There was someone else who came out of out of the grave, and got new, got a new raiment. The Bible says in John chapter twenty, in verse number six, on the paper. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulchre and see the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. What did Jesus do? He took off those grave clothes. He got a change of raiment. I don't know what he went and put on, but it wasn't the same clothes that he went to he went to the grave with. Bible says that his linen clothes lie. They were not. They were not the same clothes that he needed. Uh, that he was not. It was not the same clothes that he had when he when he became uh, came in front of the children of Israel. He came in front of the the disciples. It wasn't the same clothes. He had a change of garment. Not only do we see Joseph change a garment, his predictions were never wrong. He was exalted by others. In Genesis chapter number forty one and verse number forty. The Bible says, Thou shalt be over my house according unto thy word. Shall all my people be ruled only in the the throne, I will I be greater? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. Because of Joseph's faithfulness to God, he put him in charge of all of Egypt, and he was exalted by others. There will come a day. When when Joseph said it at the beginning, he said, you brothers, you know, the the corn stalks and all that. He he had a dream about, about his brothers coming and bowing down to him. There would come a day when his brothers would come into Egypt and they would bow down to him. And they exalted him. And he became the ruler over Egypt. The only one that was more powerful than him was Pharaoh. But I will say this. There will come a day. When Jesus Christ will be exalted by every person, man, woman, and child alone, whether they believe in God or whether they don't believe in God, whether they're atheists or whether they're agnostic or whatever it is, there will come a day when they will stand before God and they will bow before him and he will be exalted above all names. Bible says, Philippians 2, verse 10 That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. There will come a day. When those anti-Bible believers, people who don't believe in the Bible, they will stand before God and they will bow the knee. I don't believe in him. You will bow the knee. He will be exalted. And that's the greatest thing, one of the greatest things I can say in all the world is that one day, even Hitler will bow the knee. One day, those who hated Christ and stood for Christ, they will bow the knee. He will be exalted. Joseph was exalted at the end, just like Jesus will be exalted at the end. I look forward to that day. Amen. Bow. Down before them. Jesus Christ. It's interesting in that text of Philippians, he said, at the name of Jesus. Just the name of Jesus. I don't know if if I would say yes, but I would say that there is a possibility it's just the name of Jesus is going to cause them all to the back. But I do think they'll probably see too. You know, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility.
0: You know, bow before the Lord. Any thoughts or questions? Now is the time to bow to the Jesus. That's right. Before it's too late. Yeah.
1: Before before it comes to this point in Philippians chapter two, verse ten, where it's too late for you to choose heaven or hell. You know, it's too late for you to choose that. But, you know, when it comes to that point, it'll be too late. You won't have that choice of heaven or hell because you've already made that choice. That's right. That's right. It, it, that is so important. But I fear that so many people put off, I'll, I'll get to sell them tomorrow. You know, I was that way for a long time. I was that way for a long time. I believe for about three years from the age of nine or ten. So around there I just sat there and battled and said I'd say no, I wouldn't know. And I battled with it for you know three at least a good three years, whether I whether I was or wasn't. It's a battle. Some people battle the whole life with it. Some people battle a long time with it. Everybody's different, you know, but don't put off today. Don't put it off today. Good. Anybody else? Any thoughts? Questions? Amen. Yes, ma'am.
2: I don't know what I did. Uh, uh, there, so I sent an email to one, to my friend, one of my grandsons. Uh-huh. And, and he had an answer for I don't know if he's ready or not.
1: Yeah. About the Lord? All you can do he's kind of, a, he's kind of one of those like, young people are today you know? yeah. all you can do miss Grinella all you can do is plant the seed right well they said the old statement is you can bring a horse to water but you can't make him drink you know when you're when you plant a garden all you can do is till the garden maybe put some fertilizer in it and then plant your seed. And then water it, and then the rest takes place in the ground. You can't make that seed grow any more than nobody else. You ever plant something in the ground and it doesn't and it doesn't take? I've got something dying right now. Yeah. And it's not these little white, some white stuff. <laughs> It's yeah. not growing, it's huh? It's yeah. not growing. It's all the leaves are coming off. But but you can't make it grow. All you can do, can do is can go, is done. water it. Plant it, and go. And as a Christian, you know, you I don't want any of my family to go to hell. But if I want my family to have a chance to go to heaven, I just need to plant a seed. And if you've talked to them before, you've already planted the seed. Bible says a brother and offended is harder to win than a strong city with walls. What does that mean? That means if you offend somebody that's hard for you to go back and win them to the Lord. That's kind of what it talks about. But it's hard for you to talk to that person. If you've ever offended somebody and tried to talk to them, how are they? It's hard to talk to them. Yes. You know, and and so as as a family member, you have a family of a friend. You don't need to offend them. You need to be able to leave that door open for the next time that you can witness to them. Try to. There are times where you just offend them and you don't mean to. Or you say something that and it, and it offends them, yeah, right. but don't offend them on purpose. If that may, you know, don't. I know a lot of people, not a lot of people. There are some people who have a mean spirit about. It. You know, yeah. Well, you need to get saved, my well, son. I mean, come You know, and there there are times where you can you can have a different spirit with different people, but ultimately we need to make sure that we don't offend on purpose. You know, that way the next person that comes by or the next time they have a chance to get saved. Uh, they will. I know people today that won't come to church because of what happened to them 25 years ago. Uh, that's a brother who got offended, you know, and won't come to church, and now they hold it against the church because something took place. Right, wrong, or indifferent, but still been offended. And that's shut a door. And there's been people who've knocked on doors that have offended people who don't like to talk to people who knock on doors. Stay away from here. Because of someone who's come by and offended them. So when I, when I go out and I knock on people's door, and I do my best not to offend them, make sure that I leave the door open for the next guy. Because all I can do is plant a seed. And that's important that you just plant a seed. Because the gospel, the Bible says the word of God will never return void. All you've got to do is plant that word of God, and it will do it'll do work if they, if they allow it to. If they allow it to. Amen. Any you know other thoughts? Any other questions regarding that? Plant and seed. I did talk to my brother a while
2: back and it sounds like he from what he said it sounds like he might be saved.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well all you can do is witness. That's all you can do. They do believe in Jesus, Yes, they do. And it's and the greatest thing about it is it's not what's over the door of the church that you attend, you know, it's about what's your relationship with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Number one, uh, his predictions or prophecies were never wrong. Given a chance, given a change of raiment, he was exalted by others. Number four, he was 30 years old when he began his ministry. Look at Genesis chapter 41 and verse number 46. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went out throughout all the land of Egypt. Joseph was 30 years old when he left the prison to start working for Pharaoh. How old was Jesus when he started his ministry? 30. Luke chapter 3 and verse number 23, the Bible says, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Eli. How old was Jesus? 30. How old was Joseph? Isn't that interesting? God doesn't make a mistake. God doesn't make a mistake, does he? No. That's great. That's good stuff. Number five. He dispensed bread, or he handed out bread. Verse uh, Genesis chapter 41 and verse number 55. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, and the people cried to Pharaoh for bread, and Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto who? Go to who? Joseph. Go to Joseph! And what he saith you, do what he saith to you, do it. Uh, and the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened up all, opened up all the storehouses and sold them to the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. What took place? He handed out bread. He was handing out bread to people. He began to feed people from all over the world. Bible says in verse number fifty-six, the famine was all over the face of the earth. There was not a place in the earth that didn't have the famine. I don't know how many nations or how many different people came to Egypt to get bread, but guess who gave it to them? Joseph. John chapter 6 and verse number 35, the Bible says, And Jesus said unto him, he said, I'm the what? I'm the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus is the bread of life. And he will give us something that we could never get from anybody else never get from anybody else. Uh, Joseph gave them food. Jesus can give you life, give you bread. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now bread, a physical bread. Joseph gave physical bread. Jesus can give a spiritual bread, spiritual life. Number six, come unto me. Both Jesus and, and Joseph said these words. Genesis chapter 45 and verse number nine. 45 and verse number nine, the Bible says, he revealed himself unto his brothers. Haste ye and go up to my father and say unto him, thus saith thy son of Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all the Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry not. Come here. They were weary of their journey. He, He had just revealed himself to them. They probably were even scared to even get close to Joseph. But Joseph said, "Come here, come unto me, get close to me, get close to me." What does Jesus say in Matthew chapter eleven? He said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and hardened. you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy." And my burden is light. You know, I used to read this text and I don't think I completely understood it. How are we to come to the Lord and take his yoke and his yoke is easy? If I take his yoke upon me, how is it easy? How how am I to come to the Lord just like Joseph, he said, Come here, brothers, i got to hug you. And he wept on him, and he hugged them. The Bible says, Come to me, take my yoke upon you, learn of me. And then he said, My yoke is easy and my burden is light. How is that possible for God's yoke to be easy? I, I've never used mules or horses to ride a buggy. But a lot of times they would have yokes that would yoke them together, right? And you had to have two horses about the same size or two mules about the same size so the yoke would be even, right? You wouldn't want the yoke to be like that or yoke, you would want it to be where they can stay together. When God says take my yoke upon you, if I'm taking his yoke upon me, who has the other part of the yoke? The Lord does. And so when I get in that yoke with him, why is my yoke, why is his yoke easy? And my burden is light. Because he's carrying the heavy weight of the yoke. That's it. And I'm I'm riding here, and I've taken his yoke, and I've come unto him, and I need rest, but I can find rest when I get close to the Lord. And trust in him to take my yoke, to take his yoke, to take my burden, to take my difficulty, to take my trial, take my tribulation. And he take my yoke and we walk. Then that yoke is easy because he's carrying the load and I'm not. Does that make sense? Man, come on to me. I don't understand. You know, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand this world. What takes place? How do they do it? How do they go through a tragedy? How do they go through a loss? How do they go through a difficult time? Without the Lord. How do they they make it? How, How does this world make it? I don't know. But you and I have a comfort. You and I have a yoke. That can be easy because Christ carries that door.
0: Anyone have any thoughts or questions? that be easy for us.
2: He's guiding the way. He's, he's, tra- he's, he's guiding the path for us. And his His path is easy because he's buffering all the problems.
1: And we're if, going to trust in him if we come to him. I got this problem. I can handle that. <laughs> you ever done that before? Oh, yeah. Big mistake. <laughs> I got this. i handle this. And we get down the road, and we've done messed it up more ways than we could know. And, buddy, I don't know what I'm doing. Have you ever done that? You got into something? Yeah. Yeah, man, I got this. I got this handled, man. You get down the road, you done tore it up, and you said, well, I guess I didn't have it, did I? <laughs> I've done it with something, you know, with uh, trying to put something together. I've done that. And I've done put it yeah. together and it's all messed up.
2: It's a basket job. <laughs>
1: and then i got to come back and take it all apart and restart all over. Because I thought I had it. But I didn't have it. I've done it with something. I don't even remember what it was. But have we ever done it with our life? I got this. I got this handled. I can handle that, problem. You just, you just do your own thing. God, I got this handle. Come unto me. When Joseph asked his brothers to come unto him, he wanted to relieve their burden that they thought, man, he's going to kill us. He is going, he's revealing himself. He's going to throw us in the dungeon. We'll never see the light of day. Come unto me. Come unto me. Jesus said, "Come unto me and share. Give me your burden. I'll make the light. Of your my yoke is easy." Any other thoughts? questions one one last one yes ma'am This is strictly my opinion. I think there are times we have to be in a place to trust him. Uh, You won't trust him, won't trust him, won't trust him. Well, God has to put you in a place where you will trust him. Uh, If you've rejected him, I won't trust you. Uh, He has to put us in a place where we will trust him where we will, where we will rely on him. Uh, Because a lot of times we can rely on our own strength. We can rely on our own uh, ability rather than uh, knowing exactly what we can do. Knowing exactly what God can do. Does that make sense? I don't even know if that makes sense. I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. God says, no, no alright, since you won't trust me, since you won't do it my way, I'll make you do it my way. And nothing works out until you do it his way. You know, because I've kind of seen that take place in my life.
0: But well, we got to come to him. Yes, sir. You know, Preacher, I believe that sometimes whenever you want to take care of the problem, the issue, whatever the issue is, and everything, God will let you on about your business and everything, until you can't do anymore. Yeah. And then, when I return and ask God to help, that's when He steps in. But He's not going to keep you from doing what you're doing. No, because you got free will. That's right. God gave us a free will to do what, whatever we want to do. Yeah. But it'd been so much easier for you to seek help before. That's right started the, what have you started? That's true.
1: That's true. But we think we've got to handle it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it, it may just be the easiest of things, too. Yeah. The simplest of things. But sometimes God says, no, come on, trust me. Trust me.
0: You know, I, I believe, okay, that's not what I believe. I believe God wants to be involved in every aspect Good, bad, or evil. High or low. God wants to be involved in, in your life. Totally. Right. Not at just certain times, whenever you need it. Hey, well, let me open that curtain. Come on over here. Right. So, I, I sometimes agree. Sometimes I'm guilty of doing that for you.
1: I agree. I agree. I think sometimes we think that would be some lucky rabbit foot. All right. He's done. All right. done. <laughs> You well, know, I know better than that. <laughs> you know, no, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not saying you, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just in general, yeah, sometimes I it's know. like, ah, you know, we've got this. Oh, wait a minute. Let's get out there. All right, now, we'll just come. You know, rather than having him involved in every part. Exactly. Every aspect of my life. Every aspect that I do, you know, I, I, I agree completely.
2: Yeah, but we usually he's the last resort. Yeah, he should be the first thing Yeah, I And heard. we wouldn't have a problem. You're, right. You're
1: right. But we're human and we don't. We, we are. are. I mean, I'm guilty <laughs> I, I can see what needs to be done. Right. Right. I think there's a there is uh, something that we can see. Um, if we see it need to be done, and we don't do it. You know. Uh, you know there's that's our choice but then again it's that same thing where you learn you've got to learn okay well wait a minute it's not working out my way it's not working out the way that I want it to because it's not the way that God wanted it to be uh, but we're all guilty you know we're all guilty yep. of it it's it's, it's true until we
2: have to have to seek him we don't need to wait till we have to seek him seek him we we ought to, we ought but not know, Like you said, oh I got this. This is easy. Right. It's like you get into a math problem and you think, oh I got this. All of a sudden you can't you can't figure it out. You, you holler for the professor. Hey, I need help. Yeah. Well, professor, G's, mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's the one over line.
1: Well, you know that's that's a really good example because um, in school when you first started having problems with your grade, did you wait till you were flunking? Or did you wait till? Did you wait till you was just barely miss? I'm not understanding this. Are you waiting till it was almost too late for you to try to fix the F that you got? Yeah. You know, like that. There's a there's that type of thing yeah. as well. You know, you gotta go to him immediately. You go to him immediately. Yeah. I bet I it's you it's Miss Brunella's ride. Did you
0: ride this boy? It might be.
1: The ride right look. And la-
2: <laughs>
1: Last, lastly, and we're done. And uh, this is we're, this is the finale of Joseph. The greatest thing that's ever taken place in my life is I've been pardoned. I've been pardoned. My sins have been washed away. When Joseph stood before his brothers in, Joseph, in Genesis chapter 50 and verse number 20, he could have said whatever he wanted to do. He could have done whatever he wanted to do. He had the full power of whatever he wanted. His daddy was dead. No one would ever know. But Joseph looks at them. He said, but as for you, you thought it evil against me. But God made it unto good to bring to pass. And as it is this day to save much people alive. Do you know what he just did to them? He pardoned them from all the wrong they ever did. You know what took place to me when I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says in Psalms chapter 103, verse number 12, he says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. He's removed them. When I believed on him, he took my sins, and he pardoned me from all of them. I'm guilty of all my sins, but he pardoned me. When Joseph looked at his brothers that day, he said, look, you've done me wrong, but God meant it for good. What strength in a statement like that to look at your brothers who threw you in the pit, caused you to go to prison, who caused you to to be a slave. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And he pardoned. That's the kind of pardon that we get when we get saved. Amen. He looks at all the mess ups, all the mistakes, all the what Was that? What'd you do that for? And he says, "You've been pardoned." Amen. Amen. All right, any thoughts, questions before we close? Yes, sir. In other words, he was telling his brother that last
2: statement. He says, "Everything." That you meant to harm me was for the good. God needed that for me to exalt me. He needed this this treatment. So yeah, you know, that he I, I got this treatment because this is how he was going to do it. Yeah. It, it it was there. You know, not that you you, you meant me to go <coughs> down. You know. But he was gonna exalt me up because he used this this to do it. He knew how to work this problem. You didn't know how. Yeah, you know, he, he knew how to make it work, and he knew what it needed to be done. Yeah, and it couldn't have happened any other way than that for him to be exalted next to the pharaoh. Right had To be perfectly
1: like
2: that, he had to suffer, he had to go to prison.
1: Well, to get into that place, yeah, yeah, to get into that place, it was all meant to be. It was, it was, he couldn't have
2: been where he was at if it wasn't that way. How many years was he in prison? Three
1: years? That doesn't know, don't know exactly how long he was in prison, he became. He was sold into slavery at the age of 17. Yeah. And he served from a slave as a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, all the way to age 30. Right. And, we, and from slave to prison in that in that 13-year time span. Not exactly for sure how long he was in either place, in each, in each position. I'm not for sure that the Bible gives us an exact timeline as far as how long he was. Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. Anybody else? And it's, you know, that, that kind of statement, but the Lord protected him because he was faithful. And the Lord will take our problems, our everything, and work it out for the good if we will just trust him and lean on him. Well,
2: it's you know being parallel with Jesus. Jesus knew that He was going to. Die. Oh, he Jesus to did. To do to be able to accomplish what God wanted to accomplish, and that was the only way. It's you know, the only way it could be done.
1: Yeah.
2: And He was willing to do it. So was Joseph.
1: Yeah, he was. He was. But you know the difference between Joseph and Jesus. Joseph didn't know how it was going to turn out. You know, he didn't know, I mean, he knew the prophecy of his, of his dream, but he didn't know how it was all, I mean, you can't tell me that for the 13 years that he was in prison and slaved, he was sitting there going, man, I'm going to be on top one day, buddy. No, all he knew was he was going to please the Lord, you know, but Jesus knew, Jesus knew when he came to this earth that he was going to die. Jesus knew when he came to this earth, I mean, he can see the end. He, uh, I mean, he doesn't know when the son of man's coming back, but he, he can see the end. He's seen it, you know, and Joseph didn't. Joseph had to serve the Lord, just like we gotta serve the Lord. With that faith, believing that God's gonna work all this out, you know? I know what the end result is, Romans eight twenty eight That's the end result. But I don't I don't know how it's all gonna work out. I mean, Joseph knew that, that one day he would be, his brothers would bow to him, but I, I, I don't know that he knew exactly how that was all gonna work out. Like I said, in that pit and in that in that being a slave, I don't know that he was sitting there going, "Man, this is exactly how I planned it." <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? He didn't plan it like that, but God's plan is the best plan. Amen. All right, anybody else? Well, no, no, let's close. Lord, I love you. I thank you for tonight. I pray for everyone that's here. I pray for us as we go about our way tonight. I pray that you'll guide us and direct us. I pray that we will follow. And uh, we love you, Lord, and thank you for all that you've done. And in the strong name of Jesus, we
0: pray. Amen. And amen. Amen. That's good,